every action that you take from moment to moment is all a compilation of your energetic bandwidth of where you're going and what you're calling in. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back to another episode. My guest today is Emily Thomas. She is an energetic advisor and founder of Aligned Energetics. In her work, she advises high-performance entrepreneurs to lead with conviction and hire, launch, and scale with complete confidence. She's passionate about helping her clients harness the power of their unique energetic framework, which we're going to be talking about in depth today in order to mitigate risk and achieve their financial intentions. So today is a conversation about our unique energetic DNA. A, how we can utilize this to identify misalignments within our business and course correct to create more abundance. We're also going to be chatting about how we can focus less on output and more on alignment so you can make double the impact in half the time. Let's get started. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Me too. Oh my gosh, Sarah, this is such an honor to be here and I'm so excited to share the space. So we were already really starting to (laughs) just jam out and talk about motherhood and business. And I know a lot of what you do is aligned energetics and creating or establishing these energetic frameworks in business, allowing us to find when we do become and step into this new identity of mother, for lack of a better word, balance and who we are and what we want to do in the world and the impact that we want to have. And that's so much where I am in my life right now. I have a four month old. You mentioned you have a five month old. I'm (laughs) so curious because this is not your first child, whereas it is mine. Just what you have learned and what you can teach us today about making this transition. Oh my gosh. There's so much. We could talk for hours about this. First off, congratulations. This is such an amazing, most special time in your life. Baby number two, I feel like it is just as special, but it is a little, I'm a little more relaxed. Yeah. I'll give you that. But the first time transitioning into from womanhood to motherhood, it is a very abrupt, I mean, at least it was for me, an abrupt transition. I mean, you started to tell me before we hopped on here about how before you gave birth, it started to already happen for you energetically. And there's so much that continues to happen in, I think, even the first year because you're really stepping into this new identity and it requires you to really question who you are and who you want to be for your child. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the one of the really significant ideologies that happened internally for me were really just looking at my the way my mom mothered me mm. and that mother wound, right? Because up until that point, like I my mom and I had had a very almost tumultuous relationship where I didn't respect her. She would tell me I I weighed a specific weight, like always Mm. just judging me. So it was really hard to find peace with that. I did a lot of work on that. When I moved to Bali for a couple of years, I was really working on a lot of that stuff. But really what happened was when I was having the first baby, I was like, oh my gosh, 
now I see it. Now I see that she was trying her best. She was doing everything she could. So it really helped me build some empathy and compassion and connect with her. So my mom and I have a really special bond now, which is really interesting. Yeah. And um, there's that, but what I think is really relevant, especially for your audience and for you right now is how can we kind of shift out of the, even if it's just a mother of a, some people might not have kids yet, but a mother of a, a dog or in a relationship or just want to choose themselves over work. Here's the thing. I think there's a transition that happens in the form of shifting out of the hustle mentality, right? And the hustle culture. And that happened for me really significantly because I was just rushing and trying to hustle my way through and grinding constantly to build a business mm -hmm. and it worked, but it also was at the expense of lack of sleep, lack of, you know, all these other things. And when a baby came, I was like, uh-oh, th this can't happen. It's not sustainable. I have to be present with my daughter. I can't let my health depreciate, you know, or I can't, I'm not sleeping as it is. Like I have to, you know, so you have to really adjust and tweak the behaviors that we are operating in, mm -hmm. which I think is a really awesome wake up call. Cause you got to start to do like an inventory of what you want to do with your day, what is prioritized and how you want to spend your time. Yeah. And so really the work that I do today with energetics is really about helping people identify who they are at soul level again, mm -hmm. and adjust their energetic frequency to to truly become that person again and remove energetic blocks so things get easier because when things get easier for you you can do much more with your time right and so that's why it was so important for me and that's why i started to really embrace and go down this rabbit hole of energetics when i had my first daughter so today it's it's created so much more abundance and this is what it looks like for me is when i adjusted my business model to match my unique energy I started to bring in more clients that were really my soulmate clients, people that really I could support and connect with deeply. And on top of that, I could adjust my calendar the way that I wanted it to be. For instance, right now I'm living in Portugal, two weeks from moving to Mexico. Like we, we can live around the world. And that was a really big piece of my value system. I didn't want to be tethered to a location. So I needed to look at really the values of, of what I wanted for myself and for my family. And I started to create a life around that. Mm -hmm. And when you operate from a place of your divine self-expression, which I help people uncover, it helps you step into that place where you can identify who you once were mm -hmm. and start making different patterns of choice, which will help you create more spaciousness and abundance on your own path, your own rules. So you can make, you do business on your own rules, which is so important because I think there's so many cookie cutter business plans and funnels and all these other things that thrown at us and they're not always going to work because we're all divinely unique. So we each have our unique energetic DNA is what I call it. And that energetic DNA is a frequency that once we tap into that and start understanding how to make decisions based off of that energy, things become a lot easier.
and a lot more in quote unquote flow. Yeah. Well, I'm resonating so much because I definitely felt the transition from maiden to mother, if you want to use archetypes here and that shedding of an old layer of myself and really this new identity that I started to step into as a mother And I knew all along that I wanted to give myself those first 40 days as a really sacred window to just be present and sleep when I could sleep. And now that that has come to a close, like I always knew I would return back to to business, but without knowing what it was going to look like, I knew it was going to be different in some ways. And my overarching theme has been really releasing a lot of the fluff and the unnecessary so that I can focus and narrow in on what my true zone of genius is and use my time most efficiently and effectively because I want to be with my daughter as much as possible. And leading up to having my first child, there were moments when I felt like I was going to have to choose, making it an or, this or that. And I very much rebelled against that and was like, no, I get both. I get to have it all. I'm going to be an amazing, present, intentional mother. And I'm going to be a freaking badass, like six plus figure earning CEO and change people's lives. Now, how to do all of that is still coming together. (laughs) And you mentioned something when you were discussing the work that you do, which is helping people adjust their frequency and find their unique energetic framework. So how do we begin to start to find that. I know you mentioned even just knowing and having clarity around what's most important to you in life. What are your values? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? But I'd love any more insight on the tangible. How do we actually shift that frequency and find the energetic framework that's going to work for us so that we can all be in the and versus the or way of living? Yeah. So, so good. I love this question because a lot of people have a difficult time grasping the idea of energetics because it is the unseen, right? But I challenge that because I think everybody has experienced energy in some way, shape or form. Like you can recall moments where these synchronicities happen and you're like, what, how is this even possible? Or you think about it raining, even the middle of it's sunny week. And all of a sudden it starts raining, like things like this, like these little synchronicities happen all the time. So let me just start there because I used to be a complete skeptic when it came to energetics. I was in the medical industry for 10 years. I questioned it, questioned it, questioned it. And then it became undeniable for me. And when I started doing this deep work, and so I started embracing it. And then I started seeing massive shifts in my life. Okay. So to answer your question about your energetic DNA, when I'm working with my clients, I use a mechanism called the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. So when I use the Akashic records, I actually go into somebody's profile, their energetic profile, and I am accessing the fifth dimension. So what's the fifth dimension? When we look at quantum physics, okay, quantum physics recognizes 10 dimensional states of reality. The third dimension is our body, 
our physical state. Our fourth dimension is our mind, our thoughts. And then the fifth through the 10th is the soul, the, the spirit, right? So when I'm accessing somebody's record, I'm actually operating in that, that fifth dimension, sometimes sixth dimension where um, time and space actually don't exist. Okay. So time and space are really only in the third dimension, right? That's how we conceptualize things. But in the fifth dimension, what's really amazing is that I can actually go into somebody's profile in the Akashic records. I'm honing in on who they are at soul level. Time and the landscape actually doesn't matter. So I can actually go to the day the soul was incarnated mm -hmm. and actually see who they are at soul level before any programming, anything has disrupted that, right? Mm -hmm. So why is that important? So I can see their baseline and then I skip to present day and I say, okay, what's happening here? What are the blocks or the restrictions that are actually showing up and how are they showing up in that person's life? Yeah. So when I'm with somebody, you asked me how I, how I can help people understand their energetic DNA. Well, I share that with you. I give you a presentation on who you are based off of my energetic research. And then I tell you what programs are in place that are blocking that energetic flow of abundance to you and how to shift out of that place of stuckness or a place of where you're blocking your energy or if there's energetic leaks, et cetera. So to answer in an easier way, you can visit my website at emilyk.thomas.com and there's an actual quiz on there where you can answer really quick, like 10 questions, and it'll give you an idea of what your energetic profile might be. So we have a bunch of different gifts and they're all combined to create our unique energetic DNA, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I start, I'm starting to see this in a very visual way and how gathering that information on the soul level can help determine or influence how people are spending their time or even the impact that they want to have or the message that they're sending through their work and what type of work maybe that they're doing. And I'd love to maybe use yourself as an example and yeah. how uncovering some of your energetic DNA yeah. has allowed you to see like blocks. What were they? How'd you move through them? And how has that shifted your business? Your questions are amazing. I love it. <laughs> so I found out that my energetic DNA is rooted in truth. Mm -hmm. So I am a truth seeker. I am somebody that can really see through the bullshit. So you, you mentioned something really interesting before about no fluff, right? I was scared to come out in the spiritual space mm -hmm. for so many years. And when I started, like I said, going into the energetic work and learned that my DNA is really rooted in truth, my marketing, my sales, my products, everything is about truth and just exuding this energy of truth. And so everything about who I am is, okay, I'm going to share what's true for me mm -hmm. and help people feel that energy so that they can give them permission to show up in their truest form. Another way that that plays out is this is why I'm doing this work because I help people see their truth. Mm -hmm. I help people understand who they are. So I see people on a soul level. Like I don't even really look at people's skin because it doesn't matter to me. I look at somebody's soul when I'm, when I'm working with somebody or even just speaking to somebody on the street, it's really about that soul recognition. And I help people design a way to show up in that 
purest form. And so when I started doing that and showing up in that format for myself, it was really a profound exercise because there's so much fakeness out there, right? Like, but once you start exercising your truth, you start to see the other things that aren't so pure, right? So like the marketing or the programs or the, the, you know, the offerings that you see out there and the world makes more sense, right? So I wanted to come out and like I said, I was in the scientific medical space for so long and it was kind of frowned upon in my family even to speak about spirituality, mm-hmm. but the essence of truth needed to come through me. And I had to, I couldn't, deny energetics. And so the moment I started to step into that, clients started attracting to me. I energetically matched my husband. Like when I first met him, I didn't even have the language to actually articulate what it was about him. But I did this energetic work in Bali and I met him a week after. Mm. There's something undeniable about that, you know? So Mm. it's really profound when you start to really activate the sense within you. And I've seen other people that I've worked with really step into this space of them understanding and getting to know themselves again and utilizing that gift in their business. So for instance, if somebody comes to me and they have energetic framework is rooted in, let's say communication, right? And they're not communicating well or using their communication skills in the best way possible, we adjust their business systems. We adjust their programs. We adjust their offerings, their marketing, their sales. And just sometimes it's smallest tweaks that can make the biggest difference. And you'll start to feel like the energetic flow start happening in the business. Once you start operating from that space, I just think that makes so much sense is kind of like the anchor, like the anchor to how you show up to your message, to like you said, the program programs that somebody's creating and letting it be this thread, this, this top value that is threaded through everything that we do. And what a beautiful way to always be checking your alignment, like whether you're in alignment or not by using that anchor as the thing that keeps bringing you back to center, bringing you back to center for you. If it's truth, then like checking your posts and looking at your product suite and the things you have to offer, making sure that they're all anchored back to that one thing that is most important to you or that is part of your soul essence. And also how cool that, you know, we don't all have the same thing and each of us have this uniqueness and different thing, value, anchor, that's going to keep bringing us back into the center. And now I want to know mine. (laughs) I know, I know I should, you should do it, but you're absolutely spot on. And, and that's exactly what happens. You start to be more in tune with every action that you take because every action is a choice. And what constitutes as a positive or negative choice is completely individualized based off of your energetic DNA. So for instance, when I'm scripting a text, even like something so small as a text, I ask myself, is this actually true for me? Is this really like how I'm feeling right now? Right. And how would this come across? Like, is this going to feel good for them? Right. So it's just very rooted in this sense of awareness that it really helps us adjust and every action that you take from moment to moment is all a compilation of your energetic bandwidth of where you're going and what you're calling in. So it's really important. 
Hello, podcast fam. Just popping in for a second because in this postpartum period, I have a whole newfound respect for how much you need to supplement and hydrate and give your body the nutrients that it needs in order to be breastfeeding. So one thing that has been supporting me so much is having my container of electrolytes next to me pretty much all day long. I, as you guys have heard me talk about before, I'm a huge fan of Element Electrolytes. They are salty and delicious and there are some amazing flavors. My current favorite is their new flavor, watermelon, but I also love the raspberry, the citrus, the orange. They're all really good. And electrolytes are charged minerals that conduct electricity to power our nervous system. And mine has felt a little bit fried lately because we are not sleeping through the night. We are getting max about three hours of sleep at any given time. So regulating my hydration as well as my husband's and balancing fluids inside and outside of my cells has been so supportive, literally feels life-saving. And as a Uncensored Empath podcast listener, you get to try these amazing electrolytes for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. You get a free sample pack. Simply go to drinklmnt.com backslash empath to try it out. Again, that's drinklmnt.com t.com backslash empath. And I'd love for you to let me know what your favorite flavor is and tag me over on Instagram. Something that you, I think it's on your website, it's like releasing the output of work and instead <laughs> focusing on the alignment of work and that opening up the door for you to make double the income in half the time. And that's something that circling back to the beginning of our conversation, especially as a new mom, I'm like, okay, that sounds exactly how I get to have the and versus the or in my life as well. And hopefully for some of the women listening too. So can you talk a little bit about how we start to shift and focus, especially when it's so ingrained in our head that doing more (laughs) equals more success, that showing up more, writing more posts, launching more programs is like the key to earning more money or being more seen. And how can we start to dismantle some of that and start to like you write about, focus on the alignment of our work as a way to double income or triple or quadruple or whatever it is, increase income versus just the output when that maybe has been really ingrained in our habits. Yes. So it's so deeply, deeply ingrained. That's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. And Sarah, I just, I can feel like how you want to do it all, but you're like thinking, okay, how is this possible? Mm -hmm. You know, and it is, I just want to give you that encouragement because it is possible. And so when we talk about the alignment of our work, it's really about channeling and funneling that energy of our business system in a way that is going to create that abundance. And the, how do we do that? Right. It's all about really honoring that energetic framework that we are. Right. And just to kind of circle back to what we just talked about, you know, I am so not about the hustle mentality. Like you said, I was so deeply ingrained within myself that I thought that I had, like, it was just normal to work 12 hour days nonstop. And then I realized my husband is actually really helpful with this. He's like, Emily, you don't need to do that. Like, let's actually go to the beach on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And 
not feel guilty about it, right? And so I'm all about helping people create the life that they want, right? A, a lifestyle that you want that allows you to, if that's working 10 hour days, that's fine. But if that's not working you that much, then let's create that for you. So let's talk about, there's something you might remember this from physics, <laughs> the law of conservation of energy. So you can't create energy. It's just, it's here, right? And so when we apply that to our business systems, imagine that our business is an energetic entity. Okay. It's just an extension of our energy, right? Cause it's created by us. So let's imagine that we have our energy, right? We are considered the contributors. Then we create something, a product or a service, right? And that product and service then needs to be market it and then we sell it right so marketing and then sales and then so it moves down the energy created by us so the product then moves into the energetics of sales and then marketing and then if we do that marketing and sales properly within our own energetic framework then clients will purchase it and the energy that flows back to us is in the form of me. Mm -hmm. And that's how we look at it in the sense of a business, right? So when that whole system is operating at its optimal place, then we don't need to necessarily create 10 different products. We can create one and it can be really lucrative, right? So to answer your question, it's really about focusing our attention and fine tuning and tweaking our current systems, or maybe even creating a, a new program that's actually in alignment for us and our individual framework. And that might not look like what other people do. And that's perfectly okay. In fact, it's probably better, right? Mm -hmm. So getting away from the stigma, getting away from like what everything needs to look a certain way and then creating something that's unique to you and channeling that energy and that specific energetic DNA of truth or compassion or, or communication or whatever it is and every element of your work. And that's gonna create the abundance that you're seeking. That makes a lot of sense to me. And it's easy, especially as a highly sensitive or intuitive empath who easily picks up on all the things around us, right? Like we're picking up on everything we're scrolling through and everything that's happening in our family and everything that's on the news and in the world. And so it can feel really easy to compare, to get overwhelmed with everything in the collective conscious. And <sighs> I love your take on how we start to look past what others are doing or to, in other words, focus on what our unique expertise is or what our unique creativity is and really stay true to that versus the tendency, the urge to compare or to try to fit our business into somebody else's business model. I'm so there with you because I can see that this happens so frequently. And I think once you start to build awareness and your behaviors and your habits, then you start to change the consequences and, and results that are showing up in your life, right? So something kind of hard to hear sometimes, but this is a little bit of tough love and like the no fluff approach that I give is everything in your current situation right now, everything that you're living, what your bank account looks like, what your car you're driving, what person you're in a relationship with, everything is an energetic match for the way that you're vibrating 
right now. If it's not in your life, it's because you haven't become an energetic match. So what's really cool about that is that it shows evidence of how you're operating. When you start to see new circumstances, like you have new clients coming in, or you are having a huge launch, that's because of a new choice trajectory. So when we are distracted by looking at other people's Instagrams or looking at their business models, you have a choice to decide how you want to interpret that information. Do you want to look at it as inspiration or do you want to use it to feel bad about yourself, which is not going to create action. So I always try to root myself in the space of understanding what's going to create a action, a choice that's going to create a result that I want, right? So when you bring yourself in that present moment of, and this is really cool because when you're in the moment to moment and there's so many distractions always happening for us, right? Even when you're sitting in bed at night, okay, do I want to read this book? That's going to make me feel really good. Or do I want to watch Netflix? Those little moments are when you make different choices or it can be something as simple as, okay, I want to turn my brain off. I want to be, I want to watch Netflix and there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly fine. But what am I going to watch on Netflix? Is it going to be something that makes me feel really good and helps me learn or understand myself? Or is it going to be something that, you know, is going to contribute to these old behaviors and old patterns of choice? The point is, is that we always have an opportunity to take a different vibrational choice trajectory. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, when we start these minor little tweaks and subtleties of these new choices are going to compound and create different results in our life once we start to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it's definitely a conversation I've seen happen within the spiritual industry, coaching industry. And this is just my full transparency is something I struggle with is finding the middle ground between our thoughts create our reality. And if we don't have something, then we must not be an energetic match for it. And privilege and uh, the circumstances that we're born into and trying to figure out what parts of that are truly empowering because we have free will and we have choice, like those choice points you talked about. And what parts of it could also at the same time feel disempowering because it's like, well, did I ask to be born into poverty, let's say, or like these like hard questions, but I do think we have to ask them and to be able to implement some of these things into our life in a way that sits well with our soul and does feel empowering versus blaming or disempowering. Have you come across that when you like in your work and the way the approach you take it all? We could talk for days on this because I empathize with people that are born in poverty. I mean, I'm looking at these people in, you know, Afghanistan right now. And then, you know, I feel for them and empaths like yourself, you, I mean, we, we feel. But to answer your question, this is why this work is so cool and profound because it allows us to see what has happened and what choices have happened in past lifetimes that have created this experience, this human experience that we are in right now. So our souls lived many lifetimes, right? Mm -hmm. And so when the decisions that we've made on a soul level in past lifetimes have created blocks or restrictions. And these patterns of choice 
allow these karmic patterns to actually show up again and again and again, right? So like somebody who comes to me and has like, oh, this, you know, experience with abuse and, you know, having abusive relationships. And then I go into their record and I can see that three lifetimes ago, they had a very traumatic experience with their parents abusing them. And so that's how they believed it was necessary to survive, right? They developed a pattern around that where they started attracting the same type of people in their lives because they didn't know that was just the way that it was like a survival mechanism for them, right? So uncovering these wounds and these elements that they have created sometimes very, very deep, deep wounds allows them, it creates that empowerment, right? Because you can see what has created this distance between their soul and like the truth of who they are. And I can see these transitional massive shifts happen and growth in their lives because they start to build this consciousness around what's happening, what's happened before and how to move out of that. So that's why this work is really powerful because we can actually look at how to adjust and shift these vibrational states and move this stuck energy so that when you do come back into a human experience and next lifetime, you will come into a different place, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I think this is just a super interesting conversation. Thank you for being willing to have it. And I think that this is really the essence of what shadow work is, right? And it's uncomfortable. And I think for the person who is like actively seeking out, they're like, show me my wounds, show me my borrowed and limiting beliefs, like throw it all on the table for me so that I can conquer it. So I can heal it. So I can integrate it. So I can digest it. So I can be aware of it. That person is going to just probably dive head first into the shadow and into all. That's how I am. (laughs) And at the same time, I think that there are still people who are going to feel like not ready for it maybe. And like, there's like spiritual bypassing happening where it's like, I don't want to look at it or that's not my truth or I'm not, I'm just not in a safe space to do this work because ultimately I know in my work in, in my community, something we emphasize is like nervous system regulation, a safe environment in which to do this work as well. And I feel like until we have that, it's hard to really throw it all on the table and be like, okay, bring it on shadow. Right. Like, right. But there is so much potential in seeing everything that is currently stored in more like the unconscious or subconscious mind that if you do consent and say, Hey, I'm ready to, to bring this to the the surface and the subconscious mind's like, all right, girl, you asked for it. (laughs) Like there's a lot to be healed there. And yeah, to that point too, the blocks and restrictions, it's like, I view it as opportunities and I always tell my clients to, too. So I get really excited when I see blocks and restrictions that show up because I do clearing work on my own for you. So it doesn't necessarily look like you'll start feeling a lot better just based off of the clearing work that I do for you and holding the space for the level of consciousness that we have during that conversation. Mm -hmm. So the questions I ask during our chats are really, if they want to really 
start navigating how to move this energy. It's really about how is this showing up in my life right now? How is this playing out for me? Right? How is this block showing up? Like, is my boss taking credit for my work again? This is the fourth time. Like, that's an evidence of, of a misalignment or a blockage that's happening for you because it's a story that keeps showing up. Yeah. So start asking these questions. Like, how is this showing up in my life? And how can I start to adjust my choices and my actions to reflect something that's actually true for me. Mm -hmm. And it takes that introspection, but it's also, you'll start seeing the remnants of so many rewards, the moment that you take action in a more aligned path. I love how you do a very holistic experience for your group, because I think it's so important to address that it's the nervous system. It's so many elements that come to play. And I think it's really important that, you know, people do feel safe and just know that what comes up in your soul profile for blocks and restrictions is what your soul knows that you're ready to move through. Okay. So it's not going to be like this abrupt thing where you like you, your nervous system is totally shake, shake it like a Kundalini awakening situation, but it's more of like, okay, the subtlety and you'll start to feel creative energy start coming to you. Like you'll, you know, when you get a really good night's sleep and you're like, Oh my God, I feel awesome. Like, what can I do right now? That's kind of the sense of what you'll feel. That's a really great reminder. I do something within like NLP, neuro linguistic programming called yeah. timeline therapy, which is not the same as Akashic Records, but I think there's some similarity because both there are. You, you can access past lives, you can access memories that are stored subconsciously and do some of the integration and, and receive the learnings from that work. And one of the things we do is always ask permission of the subconscious mind and only yes. allow the subconscious mind or energies from past life to show us what we are ready to see, to be aware of and ready to heal ultimately. And that I know when I say that out loud to people in my community and in one-on-one clients specifically, there's kind of like this like exhale that happens and it's like, okay, so only if I'm ready for like full on waterfall is the full on waterfall going to come. And maybe if I'm ready for just like a little stream today, that's what's going to happen. And we get to trust our bodies and our minds that they're intelligent and then they know how much we can handle. I want to share with you a company that I have completely fallen in love with. Their name is Paleo Valley, and I've been using them for several, several years and found them at the beginning of my journey with chronic illness and healing autoimmune disease. I started taking their organ complex back then, essentially as a multivitamin, and it was so supportive in helping me reclaim my body and my health and my energy. And more recently, I have been falling in love with their super greens. It's a powder that has upgraded spirulina sourcing. It has no cereal grasses. And this busy, busy mama (laughs) is looking for every and any way to add more superfoods and nutrients into my daily diet that can happen quick because MJ is now four months old and she's a lot of work. 
So this mama doesn't have time to uh, cook the way that I used to. And so I'm so grateful to have this powder. There's 23 superfoods included and one to two servings of vegetables in each serving. So super easy to just add to water or even to a smoothie and uh, get my greens for the day. There are many other products you can try as well from Paleo Valley, including Neuro Effect to help with brain health and cognition. There's the Essential C Complex that I've also been loving. There is their bone broth protein, as well as their Paleo Valley beef sticks that are super easy for on the go. So head over to paleovalley.com, enter the code empath at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and enter the code empath, E-M-P-A-T-H for 15% off of your purchase. So we're at the top of our time, but I would love to just sort of wrap up our conversation and this discussion around our energetic DNA using or discovering a framework that really works with our business and our life ultimately that keeps us Mm -hmm. in alignment and that anchor that is threaded through all of it. If somebody is feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, burnt out, creatively restricted, like just things don't feel like they're going right in life right now. And they're craving the ease that we've been talking about, the flow we've been talking about by doing this work. Where do they begin? Where do they start? So I would begin by just visiting the website. My website, you can take that quiz and it'll give you some insight about how you operate. Mm -hmm. And just by knowing who you are and some of your gifts, you can start to take different choice trajectories. Mm -hmm. And those choice trajectories will start to provide you with feedback and evidence that you're on track. You can start there. I also offer a free 15-minute question, ask me anything session. It's like a consultation basically. And I can talk to you specifically about what's happening in your record and see if your record is actually open. So the way that you ask in NLP for permission, there's high ethics for the Kashuk records as well. I ask permission and if your soul does not want to be read, then that's closed. I can't do that. So before we hop on a call together, I always check and make sure that that there aren't any what we call blocks to truth. If there are, then then I I tell you on that 15-minute call too. So If you guys are interested in that, there's a link on my website and you can also get there on my Instagram too. So at symbol, it's Emily K. Thomas on Instagram or my website is emilyktomas.com. And I'd love to hear from you if you are interested. Thank you, Emily. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you on today and we'll link all that in the show notes for everyone as well. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Uncensored Empath Podcast. I would so appreciate if you could take a couple minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you've loved this episode, please share it on social media, tag me, let your friends know about it, and I will see you on the next episode.